0: In this episode I spoke with Lindsey Gamble, the Senior Director of Influencer Innovation at Later.com, and we chatted all things influencer marketing. So we did a deep dive into things like the big mistakes that companies are making when they start with influencer marketing, innovative campaigns that you can run today with creators, and a whole lot more. So let's dive right into this one. So let's let's start off by just setting a foundation for who you are. So if you wouldn't mind giving the cliff notes, bullet points of who you are as a marketer and what you're doing right now what you're most focused on and most excited about right now
1: yep my name is Lindsay Gambo i work at a company called later used to be called maverick and i work in influencer marketing my role is really focused on driving innovation Thanks. so helping our customers work with creators in new ways so beyond just sponsor content and then along with that i also you know create content myself so i write a newsletter about the creator economy using my view as a marketer but also as a creator myself on LinkedIn, Instagram and other platforms.
0: Let's let's dive into into the influencer side all of it. I want to I want to download on everything you know from your brain to to our ears. Um you mentioned that there's kind of a certain way that a lot of people think about influencer marketing and then there's all this other stuff too that you're trying to be a little bit more clever about. What are all the things you're thinking about right now? What are the different ways that you're trying to work with influencers?
1: Yeah, the thing that kind of sets the foundation for how I think about influencer marketing is that you're only limited by your imagination. And so influencer marketing, when you say to someone, they usually think of just sponsored content. You know, creators go to TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, whatever platform you want to call it, and they post content promoting a product or service on behalf of a brand. But you can do so much more of that. And that's what I'm most excited about. And those are the projects and campaigns I love working on. And so there's everything that you can do from working with a creator similar to how you would pursue a consumer, you know, surveying them, having them be part of focus groups, uh, have them be consultants, because creators can not only create content, but they also know the trends across the platforms, they know the trends across their vertical. And by working with them in a consultant or consumer research capacity, you not only have the ability to unlock insights that they have as a creator and from a social media standpoint, but also as a consumer. And so I think there's a lot of opportunity there where you can bring cre- creators deeper into your business through initiatives like that. And then the other aspect is just how powerful creators are. Every business can work with creators or influencers or some type of thought leaders in a way. It could be that thought the content, but it also could be hiring, right? I'm a creator myself. Uh, I got into marketing social media world because of what I was doing, you know, building a website, music blogging. I didn't really have any formal... Uh, marketing education outside of college, but I did a bunch of different things and I figured out how to translate that to marketing. And so we see creators today, while they might be building an audience on their own, they can also go in the house and help Koreans and their teams uh, be really thoughtful about their marketing and, and driving business goals.
0: How do you think about, for, you know, This is a question a lot of companies are going to have, especially if they haven't done this before, but how do you think about who's a good fit? to pay money to, to, to start that, you know, that sponsored content, influence your marketing campaign? How do you come up with that list of people you think are a good fit and will provide some kind of ROI?
1: I think the best way to start is really looking at the target audience you want to reach. You want to work with people that are able to connect you with that target audience. And that could be an audience that's existing today that you're already targeting or you're already trying to cater to, but it also could, be an audience that you haven't been able to tap into. And so I think for a lot of brands when I first start out, and I see this from working with customers, but also just throughout the industry, they typically want to partner with creators that uh, kind of check the box. So creators that are a certain age, a certain location, that do a certain type of content that aligns directly with their brand, their products and services. And so that's an easy way. That's a little easier for most people to understand, but there's a lot of different ways you can think about it. and so. Right fit could be a loaded question. It's like, if you think about the workplace, you might have your ideal employee that fits the culture, but there's a lot of people that could fit that. And so what I think is, what I recommend is not thinking about what checks the box, but what gets you to the goals and objectives that you wanna accomplish. That could be a certain type of creator, that could be a certain type of creator on a platform, but that also could be creators that necessarily don't look like they're a great fit, but they're a different route to reach those people. And so I think the best kind of brands and campaigns I've been part of have been when brands have kind of allowed more flexibility in their target creator. And, you know, for example, if they're a food and beverage brand, the easy kind of creator to go after is someone that's actually making food and creating content around that. But food is such a universal thing. We all eat, right? So you could partner with any type of creator on that. It's just a a way of uh, figuring out how to integrate that product in their lives. And so for me, using myself as an example, you know, I like to hike, you know, I don't share content around food, but I could work with a brand in that capacity and build some type of content around how that empowers me for my hiking or after, or tell some story around that.
0: Yeah, one one thing that I'm sure you've encountered a bunch at this point is, especially in B2B, there seems to be this notion of like, oh, well, our industry or our products might be considered too
1: boring to partner with somebody
0: else. How do you combat that idea?
1: I mean, if it was too boring, you wouldn't be in business, <laughs> right? Um, so I think, you know, speaking of B2B, like LinkedIn has emerged as a great channel for influencer marketing. And influencer marketing is not always about having a big viral video or big splashy campaign. It's really about partnering with influential people, whether they're big or small, and having them really tell a story about your brand, your product or service in a way that really integrates with the content or the existing uh, kind of platform, but connects with that audience. And so for those brands, and I hear that sometimes, right? Hey, we don't, our product isn't something that we see, you know, influencers pitching, but if you're marketing that product to someone else, like you, it's not boring enough to do that. And so by partnering with, you know, creators that have that audience that aligns with who you try to reach, it might not be the the most sexiest campaign, but it's a more efficient way to get in front of that audience that you want to reach, um, and just like all marketing, not everything, you know, is in. You know, got to get the headlines. It's really about you know doing a campaign that allows you to get to the goals that you want.
0: You, you mentioned in there working with um, even smaller influencers or big influencers. When you're looking at nano and micro influencers, whatever term you want to use for people that have smaller accounts. What's the allure of working
1: with those kind of influencers
0: over bigger ones?
1: Yeah, I think they're the triple threat. They can do a little bit of everything. They can create content. They can serve as you know consumer re- for consumer research, as I mentioned. They can share uh, referrals. They can do product product reviews and ratings. And you know, for brands, a lot of what brands want to do when it comes to marketing is really you know uh, you know put dollars in and get some type of ROI. And so with micro and, or nano creators they're typically more cost effective they're not always cheap but you typically get a bigger bang for your buck when you work with micro creators because they have these really highly engaged audiences they they're big enough where they can get you that reach but they're not big enough where they're they're unrelatable you know so i think you know back in the day a lot of brands worked with the celebrity or macro creators and they still do today and those creators are great for that reach but sometimes they're so unrelatable that they might get you the impressions, but they might not have that engagement because the audience is so detached from them from a you know relationship standpoint. And um the the micro really, there's a lot of micro creators out there. And so going back to your question around maybe your brand that has a boring product, uh, you might not be able to find, you know, all types of creators that would align, but there's simply gonna be some micros that can really fill that niche. And that's a great way to build that relationship with their audience.
0: How do you think about maintaining a relationship like that? Um, or, or maybe another way of phrasing this is how, how much content and how long can you go before you feel like their audience has kind of dried out for you and it's time to move on? Or do you, do you feel like you ever do hit a point like that?
1: No, I would say long-term partnerships are really the way to go. It's what creators prefer. It's what a lot of the brands that I work with prefer. Um, and if you, especially, you know, thinking about the product itself, if the product has a really long consumer journey. You know, you want to work with someone on an ongoing basis so that you can get that exposure from that audience over time and eventually get them to convert. And so, I've worked as a creator. I've worked on campaigns with you know creators over a year, two years, and those campaigns are some of the best because the creator really starts to learn more and more about your brand, and they actually kind of become like an extension of your company. They understand what type of content you want from a sponsored content uh, standpoint. They understand the brand messaging, the voice, and tone, and also it's all about the 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 relationship between the people right the more you interact with someone the more you can build that relationship and understand uh, the value they can give on both sides um you know when it comes to when does that relationship dry out or when you tap into the audience too much you know I think that eventually happens um and so at that point you know maybe you work with that creator on a different platform or a different way or maybe you know you, you pause on that creator and bring some new fresh creators in to try to experiment a little bit
0: So I want to give you a chance to, to vent about all the mistakes that you see brands making. So you've worked with enough, enough companies now where you'll see these patterns, I'm sure emerging. What are the big mistakes, the big no-no's that brands are consistently making with influencer marketing from like end to end?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I would say the first one is looking at creators like a billboard. And looking at creators just like other marketing you know, channels and tactics, the value of a creator is because they actually have some type of skill in something. It could be producing great content. It could be them having an audience that you aren't able to reach or you want to reach more. And so I think sometimes when people see uh, influence marketing, especially when they're starting out, if they're a brand that you know, doesn't have a lot of experience of working with you know, individual people on content they can often just look at creators as a billboard and as a way of distribution as opposed to looking at them as partners. And ultimately as a creator, like they want to create content that represents them, And so you have to allow some creative freedom there while still having creators, you know, abide to messaging and guidelines and, and rules and regulations based on your product and industry. And so the biggest mistake is really looking at creators as a billboard, not allowing them to do what they do best and that's create content and creating content in a way that gets your message across but resonates with the audience. and. Who knows the creator's audience better than themselves? It's not the brand. It's not the marketer. It's the creators because they're building that audience up over time. And they've been, that's, that's who they are. So that's the first one. I would also say uh, compensation. You know, if you go across any social media platform and search, you know, creators, influencers, brand, low pay, there's usually some type of conversation from creators, uh, you know, putting brands on blast or complain, not complaining, but voicing their, their opinion about brands, lowballing them or, compensating them well. And and that's totally valid. I've been on both sides of that, or I've been on both sides from, you know, work with creators that felt like uh, the compensation for that campaign wasn't enough, but also being a creator and having brands, you know, pitch offers to me that, you know, weren't necessarily fair. Um, and so I think, you know, every brand can play in the influence of marketing. Uh, I would say you want to have a budget and you want to have a budget that's appropriate respective of the type of creator and deliverables that you're looking for. So gifted campaigns where creators get free product in exchange for content, I think that's totally fine, right? As a creator, if that's not for you, you just say no. I don't think that's a personal thing, but, you know, for some brands, that's all they have. And so that's a way for them to get into influencer marketing. And so for a brand, I think it's really important to understand what are you looking to get out of creators? What type of creators you are trying to partner with? What do you want them to do? And is the incentive that you're offering appropriate for that? Uh you know, the days of brand creators just wanting to work with a brand because they big and because they favorite brand are, are kind of over. Like their creators are using their audience to make money and drive revenue. And maybe if they, even if they have the smallest audience, they do have to put work into create that content. And so they should be incentivized in some form.
0: Yeah, for sure. When you look at all the campaigns that you've witnessed or run yourself, what was maybe an example of a really innovative experimental one that you weren't quite sure it was going to work and it actually turned out okay? Like, do you have any examples of of campaigns like that?
1: Yeah. So there wasn't actually like a standard campaign in the sense of creators posted sponsor content. Uh, I worked with a uh, skincare brand that's pretty popular. And a couple of years ago, they wanted to cater to Gen Z, uh, Black, and Latinx uh, creators in that general audience. They typically have to like mainstream America. And so I worked with them on a series of focus groups and interviews where we uh, source creators that uh, fit their persona and the audience they were trying to target and did kind of like a blinded uh, focus group where we asked them, you know, different questions around, you know, what brands uh, appeal to them, you know, what them and their peers are looking, you know, in what, what them and their peers um, other are, are appealing to, whether it's certain brands, whether it's, you know, activism or uh, social causes, and collect all that information. And then the brand was able to go back with uh, internally, take all that information and come up with a new brand messaging based on what they heard from those creators. And then a month later, we went back to those creators and did uh, one-on-one, one-on-one interviews where we revealed the brand. And then basically had the creators kind of validate that new positioning messaging. And so now that positioning messaging is used to go to market on social media campaigns and for that brand as a whole. And I love that because it really showed how creators can uh, be part of your business and really make an impact. And I think, you know, while there wasn't any impressions or users driven from that, uh, that brand has a new strategy that was based off 15 to 20 different creators that have a pulse on culture.
0: Now that's yeah, that's an interesting way to to collect that information. I, I like that. Last question here for you and then we'll let you go. Um, I'm not going to ask you for predictions because I know <laughs> that those can be those can be tough. But do you have any hopes for if what influencer marketing could look like five years from now?
1: Yeah. My hopes is that every brand ha- is an influencer marketing, some component from your B2B businesses to your traditional consumer brands and it becomes a main channel, just like paid media or any other type of traditional influencer mar- uh, marketing. And to me, it, it means a lot more opportunities, so a lot more opportunities for full-time creators, part-time creators, or people just dabbling into it to monetize their passions and interests, but also for those brands to drive value and hit their business goals. And so I think it's going to be, a, you know, sponsored content is just going to be kind of like the entry level but I'm really excited and hopeful that we'll see brands uh, really work with creators in some ways that um, we haven't seen before. And really, every time they think about launching a new business line or thinking about their initiatives, creators are involved in some fas- fashion. Whether it's consumer research, focus groups, or validating the idea, or creators even you know taking on a, a temporary in-house uh, role to you know help promote a, a product launch. Um, so that's, yeah, that's what I'm really excited about and, and hopeful in the future.
0: Awesome. Well, Lindsay, I appreciate you spending some time with us today. Would love to just give you a quick second here to let people know where they can find you um, and, and say hi online.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. You can find everything about myself at lindsaygabble.com. I'm also on LinkedIn. I write a weekly newsletter about the creator economy, influence marketing, and social media. So rounding up the latest news, yeah. uh, diving into the trends, and really providing some insights. And so that newsletter is available at uh, com. Also, there's a LinkedIn version. So we'd love for anyone to sign up and then just reach out to me. Always open to chat with new people.